Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome, Welcome to, to Cash, Cash Cuties. Cuties, a super personal finance podcast where we look at our friends' credit card statements and analyze their spending habits with love. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Steffi Bake. If you're listening on your Apple Pod app, please leave a review and follow on Spotify and sub to our YouTube channel for the version of this pod, the video, video version. version. Why do I always mess this up? Can we start over? I don't know it's why. It's fine. No, I don't like People it. People like it. No, I hate it. Steffi's not perfect. People no, like I want to be perfect. No, sorry. This isn't a shot now. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> my God. As you say, I'm bring perfect. Can we do that again? Let me do it okay, one more from time. The big, okay, from the top, top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Welcome, Welcome to, to Cash Cuties, Cuties, a super personal finance podcast where we look at our friends' credit card statements and analyze their spending habits with love. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Steffi Bake. If you're listening on your Apple Pod app, please leave us a review, hit follow on Spotify, and sub to our YouTube channel for the video version of this podcast. Woo! All the links are available in the episode description below. Check it out, check it out, check it out. Quick, quick shout out to our dono daddies. These are people who give us money on Patreon. What is Patreon? It is the best way to support this podcast. You can give a donation to our show, and in return, you get bonus episodes and fun little behind-the-scenes shit. And we use your money for good stuff like producing this podcast. Uh, three people this week. We got Daphne, $10. Thank you so much. Keegan H, $5. Thank you. And Brian S. $10. Thank you so much. If you want to shout out on this podcast and access the bonus content, please check out patreon.com slash cash cuties pod. Um, oh, and a quick announcement. We're kind of looking for like a video producer right now. So if you're a listener and you live in the LA area and you have cameras and you're good with lighting and maybe even a place we can record at your place. I don't know. We could talk about it, but we just need a little bit more video support. We have a ton of people helping us out remotely and they've been amazing. Um, but we just, you know, hey, some of you guys are upset about last week's episode, the sound shit. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to prevent stuff like that from happening when one of us is away. That's not, we're just, but it's like, well, that's not anyone's fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, that's not our thing. I'm not a video person. Exactly. You don't even, your job doesn't even necessarily need to be a video producer. Maybe someone who's like, likes that stuff and is good at it. You don't have to be like a professional. Maybe you you work in consulting and you have a passion for camera shit. Like, just someone who wants to help us out. We can offer a small stipend, but we're being completely honest. We don't have a ton of money. We don't have money. Because this podcast doesn't make a lot of money. But if you're interested, please uh, DM us or email us at cashcootiespodcast at gmail. Yeah. You also com. have to, like, like us or want yeah, to, like, help us. Yeah, that's why we're asking you guys because I don't think, you know, a professional would really be down for this kind of opportunity slash exploitation. But anyways, um, it's been a minute. It's been a couple of weeks since we've – two weeks since we've seen each other. Um, I know it's weird. It is weird. How are we doing financially? How are we doing? I saw you yesterday though, and you were great. Oh, People that was yeah, the show. At, uh, that at was the really show nice. at the Cry Later show. Um, I I do want to start here. Speaking of like comedy shit, so like I don't know if I told the listeners this, but I was in Montreal all last week. I was part of the Just for Laughs comedy festival. If you've been listening to my shit from the Asian Not Asian days, you know that's like a comedy festival I, I've wanted to do like for fucking ever. Wow. Finally got it. <gasps> did it. It's it's just like it's a really cool thing because like that's how Ali Wong got big you know <gasps> Dave Chappelle did it in 1992 Amy Schumer Kumail it's just Holy like a, shit. it's just like a rite of passage for a lot of comedians so it, it it meant a lot to me that I was there but 
uh, from a financial perspective, uh, something keeps happening to me. Something, two things happened to me the last two weeks, and I want to ask you about it. Uh-oh. And it's comedy related slash uh, money com- related. So I've been having hot girls pretend to be my fan so they can get free tickets to a show. <laughs> and so I will read you. Oh, fuck. Did I delete this already? Because I was so upset. Well, uh, based on what you said, without even knowing what you're talking about, uh-huh. you are, of everyone in the lineup, the person I would take advantage of. Because you, <laughs> you've got, like, <laughs> you have this, like, very nerdy kind of, like, dad vibe thing. Well, like, you'll come and, like, help us no matter what. Yeah. And you seem trustworthy. Like, you look like someone who just, like, only knows how to like analyze shit on their calculators and excel sheets so like i would automatically be like okay he's safe and he's gonna help me okay so what i'm trying to say is i get back from this fucking festival right and yeah. i'm booked on this show called at the ice house which is a comedy club in pasadena owned by the guy who owns the los angeles los angeles lakers it's crazy oh, cool. rich guy he's just into comedy he wanted to have a comedy club i look at my dms as i do sometimes when i'm horny and <laughs> <laughs> I see this smoking hot like OnlyFans looking like oh. Latin chick in there. Mm-hmm. And she says, hi. It's very generic. She goes, hi. I'm a big fan of your comedy. I saw that you're out the, at the Ice House tonight. Could me and my siblings get a couple of tickets? Oh. And initially I'm like, hell yeah. Like she's a fan. But then I was flying back from Montreal. And so I gave her a very honest answer. I was like, oh my gosh, thanks so much. Like I'm actually... I might not make the show because my flight was delayed. Yeah. And I was like, I'd hate to make you go and like me not be there because I thought, cause she was saying she was she's saying my fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And she goes, Oh no worries. And then I, I was so dumb. I was like, but you can come to this other show, which is the, the dumbfounded show yesterday. Yeah. I was like, you can come to this one. I'm here Wednesday. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, maybe. And then like, I'm like, I, I'm like, that's so weird. So then I look and I saw that she has followed every comedian on the lineup that night on my show. Every guy comedian who's on my show okay. that night at the ice house. And I'm yeah. like, that's strange. And then I go, I make it to the show. I see her there, right? So clearly, she, it was a sold out show. So she, clearly, she got in through a different guy yeah. comedian who fell for this trap. But I just, it felt nasty to me. You know what I'm saying? It felt nasty to me. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And I'm not saying, look, if you want free tickets, I think it's totally okay to ask. Honestly, if she was like, hey, I saw you in the lineup tonight. I want to come to the iHouse. Could, could you get, could I get free tickets? I would have maybe asked for her. Okay. But she lied and said she was my fan to to make me Wait, maybe emotionally Maybe she invest. was your fan but also want to go. Could it be a, a little bit of both? No, because you she, really she don't literally that she followed me that day and liked two pictures and then sent me this. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you can't. You can't. That's so obvious, you know? But she was like a smoking hot chick. But anyways, I just wanted your take on that. And, and you know, I, I don't know what you thought about it. Hey. Girl had to do what she got to do. You well, she know got what, what I wanted. mean? She got what she wanted. I mean, she was and there. you were like there to accept if, you know, under the conditions, you've never met this person. So you're, you know, you're both kind of going in this blind. Yeah. So like, you know, I think the trade off is like that it, something could have happened. Something couldn't have happened. And it's your, you're kind of, it's like a roulette. Of whether, oh, I, I, so I, like whether you give the ticket or not, but you just don't want to feel like tricked or whatever. I, I think, you know, Suchin was talking about this with her husband, who's like a TV writer who's mm-hmm. dated a lot of actors, mm-hmm. actresses in his life. But like, I forget exactly what she said, but it's very easy to feel like used sometimes when you're like a, you know, and it's like not a good feeling. It, it really doesn't matter that she was hot or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think we just honestly, like she wanted to come to a comedy show. That was fine. But like, it just felt kind of gross. And then like something similar happened to me at JFL where like, 
after the show, I want to. Sh- I have to show this picture. These two hot girls came up to me after my showcase, mm-hmm. and in front of my agents, they were kind of like flirting with me. Yeah. And then they were like, "Can we buy you a drink?" Yeah. And my agents are like, "Ooh, like Fumi's yeah. girlfriends." Yeah, and yeah. I was so embarrassed because yeah, I'm right? it's, it's front of my team. And then, but I was like, you know what? I, I have to network a little bit. But like, why don't you meet me at this comedy after party happening after the festival? There's a party every night at the festival. It's so much fun. It's at the Double Tree. I'll meet you there. So then, like, I'm doing some networking, and I go to the party, and then uh. My agents are like, Ufumi, your girlfriends are here and they're here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool, cool. So I like make my round and I try to like nonchalantly approach them, but they keep, they keep like kind of walking away from me. <laughs> and then I see them go home with like a hotter, more famous comedian. And I'm like, what the fuck, bro? This is what they look like. This is me showing oh, Maria. They're really cute. Okay. I know. But, they're like, fucking okay. look at that skin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're going into this, like, again, you don't know these people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's at your discretion of whether... And, like, it's not like you're being tricked. No one tricked you. They're doing what they're... Like... They're doing what if hot they're girls gonna do. Ha- it's not just hot girls. It's just, like... It, I, I feel like it's, like, part of being who you are. Or, like, you being... Who entertain- I am? Yeah, like, entertainment. being like And being asked for things, right? Like, it's at your discretion to be, like, well, do you want to take the chance that potentially there's a trade? Or maybe there's not. And I think it's, like... Hey, at least there's maybe an opportunity. I mean like mean? what are you talking I, about? I'm talking about like if you want to like get in if if you're offering a ticket or if they're like asking you for a ticket to somewhere or like yes. access to something. Uh, yeah. Right? Whether it's access to a party yeah, or Yeah, cuz it's not like just whatever. because you give access to her essentially and it's like whether she's there for you or not, you don't have to actually do anything. And you no, also don't course. have to give her the ticket already as an adult knowing that no no no, no. And, and i think like I, it's not like oh she didn't hook up with me it really wasn't like that it was just more like she offered to buy me a drink and then she and then i i was like i dm'd her because and i because she like gave me her instagram and i was like oh hey i'm at the party like let me know if you're here whatever and she's like oh we're close by but i'll let you know if we swing by but i saw them at the party so they're like lying to my face you know what i'm saying so it's like i don't know this whole thing was just like you know i just you don't want to be used i, so I don't want to feel used. i don't want to be used you know so should people just not even ask you if there's no chance I think like what they if should... they're, they maybe they thought for a second you know what maybe there was a chance like my saying is like it's not so black and white what if of they course, went there thinking maybe they did like you yeah. and were attracted to you yeah. and they asked you can i buy you a drink yeah and then because someone. you weren't in that moment someone else just happened to yeah then then that you missed your freaking opportunity that's true that's true. you have no idea what would happen at that moment yeah so yeah. instead of me you know what i'm saying so I, yeah. you're just kind of like i think it's best to put your best intention out there but not really expect anything don't expect anything in these situations I wish I could post this picture. I can't do Why? that. Why? Just no, to you show can't our fans. Show. No, you can't. I know, like, but just describe. Dumb. They're so hot. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. Anyways, just feeling kind of used. <laughs> Is that and why? Do you think out. that if she, they were less attractive, you'd feel less? No, it, it really wasn't about. I mean, like. Uh, really well girls that look like girls that look like this typically don't talk to me so i was like oh this is new this is maybe that jfl jfl swag you know what i'm saying like i just did the biggest comedy festival in the world like maybe wow. maybe i'm hot shit your nope, ego no nope, my ego was up a but little that's bit. why that's what i'm saying your ego is now at a higher level right and it just feels way more of a rejection you've you've had to jump down so yes, many more yes, steps yes when, when usually i'm down here so i don't care exactly and so if the girls weren't as hot and they were at the level of what you're I guess you're saying typically come towards you. You would have been like, all right, well, I don't care. I could try again. This tomorrow. is such a man. I really thought you're going to like console me, but you're just giving me the truth. 
this is true. Just give me the truth, man. They don't, they don't you just, you just you tell anything, like it is, man. And you're a little, you're being a little, you know. I just sad. felt used. But you weren't. Okay. It's just, it's just. The like truth the f- is, you weren't used. You don't know what actually. You, you happened. don't know what actually happened. But now, at your own discretion, you do. Now you know. You're aware. Yeah. Next time. Next time, what? Hop that, on it. Either hop or don't hop on it. Hop, but that's your right, choice. Right. It's you had a choice too. You know what? You're right because they were at a different you're not bar. Like a dumbass. They, like, they were like, "We're at this bar, so come here if you want." But then I'm the one who invited them to the comedy party because yeah. I, I don't want to leave the comedy party. Yeah, exactly. So there was a lot of interactions where something else could have gone. Could happen. They could have been like, "Oh, he doesn't like me." There were yeah. so many times he could have. They could have said that with the the moment they asked to buy uh, you know a drink and you mm. couldn't, and also the rejection of potentially. You, the, like you just said the bar thing mm. so that's already too like if if i'm a and i think sometimes if you're like someone who doesn't normally get rejected one smaller rejection could potentially feel even bigger than, oh because these these are yeah, hot that, yeah. oh shit man you're fucking smart dude who knows right but yeah. that could be the other case for the other girls so don't lower your ego like, <laughs> like, like come on Come on. Okay. Okay. Come down. I know okay. you did this big festival okay, thing. But, but let's, 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 go, let's, go to, okay, let's, let's go back we're to it. We're, we're on the couch doing the podcast now for free. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's come yeah, back down. I am shit. Dave Chappelle, what? I'm on a couch again. I'm on a couch again begging for money because oh we God. don't have... Anyways. Are you going to become like a huge like... Are you going to have like the biggest head? Are you going to act like you don't even know no, me no, no. when you the, get to this level of the, like... The, what if you got to Dave Chappelle levels or whoever that you look up to? Ali Wong. Are you just going to be like... I think I'll always be the same guy, you know. I might have more things, like I might have a nicer car or a nicer house, but I think I'll. I don't think I can change. No, I don't think so. I think I don't think. No, this was this is pure example. (laughs) Oh, this is a pure example. Whatever. Enough about me. Enough about me. I'm deflecting. How are you doing financially? What have you been doing financially? Honestly, I've been fucking. I don't know if it's necessarily just money, but having opportunities just feeling my shit and i know you weren't here last week mm-hmm. but i've been on this like new thing of the law of attraction believing in myself and believing things will happen for me mm-hmm. and things have been happening for me and i t- i'm telling you it's like i know people around me think it's cheesy they don't believe what i'm saying my life has like completely shifted did you not since... believe in yourself before i, n- I never thought you I... had a trouble doing that no, so i was confused with uh, no, that statement i like, always you always do that I always believed in myself, but I think in the last, like, like in a, like, last couple of years or last year, it's been just, and I think, honestly, like, thinking about money so much because of our podcast and we're always, like, thinking about it, our guests, and, yeah. like, well, it just, like, got me in a mindset about, like, a lack of money. Right, right. And so that's not necessarily, that's kind of what I wanted to really focus on is, like, Let's try to shift that because I've come to this place where I'm like, oh, I need like discount this, discount that. And I start mm. playing into that person and start thinking of money and this like lack like a scarcity thereof, thing. scarcity thing. Yes. And I'm like, I don't want to be that fucking person. Like I want to live on a higher level, a higher vibration. And since, or maybe it's just not even seeing you. What if it's like, <laughs> we're just so toxic for each other. Wait, so you're saying, but it's not only a mental thing. You, when I listened to last week's episode, you're saying you're beginning to spend as if you have a little bit more money than you have. Yeah. That's that's what it is, right? So I'm having more fun. I'm ha- I'm happier. When I meet people, I'm happier. I'm just more giving. Right. I'm like thoughtful of that. And I just like am positive and like loving life or reminding myself when I hear myself say these things 
because but I like think- what changed that because to me things that, other than the money thing everything you're saying right now is too vague it's like i'm just positive but i'm okay, like okay you've I'll- been positive so what's what changed like what can you be more specific about you know what i mean like does something happen you know like i just like been back on my therapy shit yeah i've also i don't know Kind of like personal things, you know? Some personal things. Little personal things that have shifted in my life. Oh, and yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I also just think that I, again, I started reading like these books again. I re-listened to The Secret, um, <laughs> The Law of Attraction, like not that book. What is it? The Power of Now, you know, the Eckhart yeah, Tolle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, so I think I'm just like on that. And I started Self-help like- Self-help book vibes. You know what it is? That vacation I fucking took from Porto, yeah. I think really affected like how I felt about myself when I got back here because I, I started seeing like beauty in like my neighborhood again from just walking. Again, I hadn't been walking. I haven't been moving my body. I haven't been like, I've been in this like negative space. And so I think just like coming back to that and feeling kind of like whole and grounded again and then being like, okay, I want to be a new positive version of me. Mm. I kept telling myself it was like cheesy to be positive. So, so what has happened? Like, what, what concrete things have happened where you're like, hey? I think okay. Well, I already went over this in my. Well, let's be honest. No one listened to that. You know, we, couldn't, of the we, sound? Couldn't, we couldn't really hear it. I didn't Fuck, even. Listen to I thought it, bro. I did such a good. Like, I, can't, I can't even. <laughs> Just really quick in like I, two okay. minutes. What happened? You know, concrete things. I, I first of all, believed in the power of money and that money flows through me. So when I was gambling, I wanted to like test that shit out, and I started making money i made money while gambling on roulette then i went to a stripper and she was like my guardian agent who told me like bro whatever you want you can have and she we like we did the whole intense like like it was almost like a therapy session mm-hmm. and then i was like okay i love strippers first of all i love lap dances and then that gave me some sort of like ex- like power than myself mm-hmm. and like i knew i was like I just felt super high. And then I went to go gamble again and I made a shit ton of money. So like, I just think like being around that and then people who were also like, I went with a bunch of girls who were like supportive and empowering. They weren't talking shit and like about anyone. It was just like a positive place. And like, I was like, okay, I need to carry this shit on while, you know, hearing all these books about like positivity and whatever you believe is the truth. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to stay on this shit. Like, I'm not going to let anything get in that's like not positive. I, yeah. I so think... like I just kept doing that. Mm-hmm. And in return, another things that happened, I got booked job. I got booked like multiple jobs and it all happened within like a week and a half mm-hmm. of me being this positive person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like there. And then there was also opportunities that like short films and things like I just can't believe happened in a short amount of money to the point that like I'll like be by myself and I'll start like crying thinking about how much okay first of all this has been happening for like two weeks so that's what, what I'm saying what in two happening? weeks I've already booked so many shit money has been flowing in like sorry I'm just e- emailing your guests saying oh, okay, okay. Like... oh shit um I know and it's like I feel even like right now I'm like the natural thing I want to say the negative thing I want to say is oh this stuff is cheesy and like oh this is like not entertaining and I'm like kind of worried about that. Do you ever feel that like if you get too positive or like you lose a part of you that's like this like deep dark like sense of humor that the you, groundedness, like it'll make you less funny. No, I mean, I, I or like, are you saying that if I'm too cheesy, I'm gonna lose like yeah. my base of reality? I mean, like, or like the f- I, the funniness. I, to, in I you. think there's two things. A, I think essentially what you're describing is like you have to spend money to make money, right? And I get that. Like, 
that's really, like you do have to go do stuff. You have to go live life for things to happen. You know, it, it's this podcast too. Like I think we're just yeah. kind of like very stingy about stuff. But like if we both decided to just drop a grand and get a studio and make it look nice, our views will go up 100%. But I think people are scared to do that. So I think that's what it is. Also, B, I know what you mean by like, because if you, you do sound very like LA hippie dippy, whatever, I, I do believe in a lot of it. But there is like the East Coast side of me that's just kind of like, not hating, but just kind of like, Okay. Yeah, you like I mean? oh, she's like the, the East. You know what I'm saying? No, I know, and that's the part that I'm fighting right now because yeah. it's been working for me. Like I kind of get why so people you, are that way, and yeah. the people that I would look at and be like, oh my god, they're so annoying. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm like, now I'm like, you're so annoying. I am okay. annoying, but at least I have money. <laughs> at least I have jobs. Do you get what right, I'm saying? Right, yeah. So now I'm like, do I care more about what other people think, or do I care more about the fact that I fucking now have like shit happening for me? Yeah. I mean, like these. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm getting paid like. I mean, I'm getting I, paid I, like I what? can't say just logically speak it's hard for I'm me getting to... paid hold on can I tell you something sure a commercial I'm doing I'm getting paid 25 grand another commercial another job I'm doing I'm getting 15 grand these are things happening that I'm telling you that we're not <laughs> happening this whole fucking year yeah, but it's not like you did something in Vegas that that happened right it just happened this week in a timed with Vegas like, I guess you what don't want to believe like, me but do, do you want to make 50 grand in like a week no it's incredible obviously that's amazing but like I think when I hear anybody talking this way my reaction I'm not saying my reaction is right but anybody's reaction is like isn't that just like a coincidence also people would just see what they no. want to see the last time I felt like this was before the pandemic and I was fucking killing it yeah so and then I got thing. depressed during that time. Yeah. Like most people. Yeah. And now I'm back at it and I forgot what that feeling was like. And now I'm on that high and I'm yeah. going to go fucking 10 times harder. Yeah. And I'm going to fucking just win in life and it's working and I'm going to stop the negative talk. That's great. And I don't give a shit. You know what? If people are annoyed with me, that means they, should, <laughs> they, they shouldn't be in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Because I'm like, I'm You're on some like, new shit. I'm on this new shit. Look, new bro, shit. I love money. I love. But I also believe in like positive thinking for sure. And I, I don't know. A lot of people say that when they put like, when they accept things and they put positive energy out there, like you do get things. I, I don't, you know, I've never been this high with it, but I, for sure I've been experienced things in my life where I've just sort of like let go of like just sort of like surrendered to what I really want yeah. and gotten things. You like know? your comedy right now, don't you feel like there's like you told me this like in the last couple months or so that you've been feeling really good and you've been booking these things and like yeah you, yeah probably I mean, because I, like I, I noticed like, like a I notice a belief in you that you yeah, are good. I, I think you said it best. I think it's like you because you also still have that like fuck you bitch thing, right? Mm -hmm, you know, yeah. and I, I everybody has that, and I think day to day. It's kind of like that Jewish cookie where like the dark side sometimes takes over and the white side kind of takes over. The black you know and white I mean? cookie? You're talking about that? It's the, the Jewish Is cookie. That Jewish? It's Jewish cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was Jewish. Anyways, it's kind of like yeah. I'm just, but like for sure. And I, you know, I'm also a believer in the the simulation theory. So you know, maybe whoever's controlling your video game right now Dude, is really bro. fucking honest shit right now. You know bro. what I'm saying? So, anyways, yeah. um, you know, we, we're very excited to talk to our guest today yes. about uh the power of. Um, mental fortitude because she also had to um, change a lot of things in her life to get what she wanted so yep. super excited to talk to her let's do it let's go your guest this week uh, first of all she's a dono daddy which is pretty mm. cool she's given us money um, when she first emailed us she told us that she quit her high paying corporate job uh, at the ripe age of 37 and did something she always wanted to do she became a stripper at Spearmint Rhino uh, in her city we're so excited to talk to her she's a semi-retired stripper OnlyFans creator please welcome to the show Andy aka Nerdy Dancing hey Yay. hi cuties hi. hi thank you so much for coming on the show 
so excited to be with you guys. I've binged all the episodes. You're our first like listener that we're interviewing. Yeah, we never. I'm I, so flattered. We don't really do this. Ever. I know, but we found you fascinating, and we felt like you fit in perfectly with our group. Like I was telling Fumi, you're if Fumi was a stripper. It would be you like you'd be like the ver you're like the spirit animal you're like his spirit animal you know what i'm saying like loves you know finances is yeah. good at it love stripping and then love stripping and like, we love that this is actually Excel sheets for everything <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah i mean so you like when you first approached us just a little background for our fans when you first approached us you were like hey i'm a fan but then not only did you say you're a fan you sent us this reddit post that you posted a little bit ago where you charted how much you made as a stripper over a three to four year old period, uh, three year period. And it was fascinating. You did like the Ken Burns effect or whatever the fuck. And you like showed yeah. how <laughs> much exactly you made how for four like <laughs> longitudinal data. It was, it was yep. so, so fascinating. And we want to sort of get into that. But before that, like, you know, when you, the first thing you told us is that at 37, you became a stripper, but before that you were doing something corporate. So what were you doing before you became a stripper? Yeah, I, I always, honestly, I always wanted to be a stripper, but I did like the responsible thing and like went to college and, and law school and oh, <laughs> worked, good, worked good jobs afterwards. I actually never took the bar after I graduated law school. I went to work for a startup in Silicon Valley. Um, so I was just doing stuff um, like in that line of work. It was like in the media industry. And yeah, I mean, 2016, I was making like 200K a year, had like a really cushy job, like nice people I was working with, worked pretty easy hours. And I was just like, damn, I'm so bored, I guess. Or just, I felt like this is not me. Like there's more for me out there. Why did you and do when those jobs? Why were you doing those jobs in the first place? Like these jobs I mean, that just didn't feel like you essentially. I mean, first of all, I needed to pay off the 100K plus of student loans. So that's real. Uh, that yeah that was a good motivator and like i said it just felt like that's what you're supposed to do you know it's like when you're when you're the type of person that loves excel sheets it's like you feel like you should be doing a job that is about excel you know wow. so that's, that's i was like this is my calling i should be doing excel sheets all day yeah um, but that wasn't I mean, it you know a lot of people say oh you know i worked in consulting for 10 years and i hated it and i wanted to do something i love and which is why i started warby parker or like some shit like right. that but, but why for you why was it stripping like what what happened there you know i always wanted to be a dancer like I, all in high school i was like very much on the rigorous dance program you know two hours a day training and whatever and i just wasn't naturally talented as some of the other uh young ladies like i remember uh, you know i auditioned for stuff and whatever and i realized like when i was 18 or 19 i was like oh this is this is not the path for me like i'm not going to be a professional dancer at alvin ailey or you know the backup for janet jackson or whatever it is and so that's why I kind of was like, let me just lean into the academic stuff and, and do something on that. But I still always loved dance. And I went to my first trip club when I was 21 and I loved it. I was like, this is so glamorous and fun. And, <laughs> you know, I just, I don't know why. I just was always fascinated by it. Yeah. Does your family know that this is what you do? Yeah. Did? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, I mean, luckily, at this goodness. point, like, it's like, what are they going to say when you're 37? I feel like it's different right. when you become a stripper at 21 versus 37. That's the thing. And also it's like, I had accomplished all these things. I got these degrees. I had these, this career or whatever. And it's like, okay, now I can do whatever I want. Right. I mean, yeah. I think essentially extra credit. That's like, so funny. Yeah, yeah. Yes. For immigrant you kids. You earned like, it. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You can chase your dream after you become a CEO of a tech company or something. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we were looking at your like 
Reddit post and your numbers where you basically reported your like how much you made from 2016 to 2020. Now, Stephanie and I, we love strip clubs, but we only know it from like the consumer's perspective. So like, I just kind of wanted to ask you about these numbers. I, I have some questions, certainly, but yeah. like, you know, what was the main takeaway for you and were there any surprises? Yeah, I mean, the I mean, I can tell you exactly how all the money stuff works. I would say my main takeaway um, when I first started was that it's not a dance job, it's a sales job. And I oh. did not understand that or know that at all. Cause I was thinking like, oh, I'm going there to dance. And like my first week, I remember I went on stage and like, I'm a good dancer. I was doing all my pole tricks and like splits and all kinds of stuff. And I got zero tips on stage, but I was like, okay, it's early. There's not a lot of people here. That's fine. I got off stage immediately. The next dancer came on and some guy threw a hundred dollars on her. And I was like, where was this guy five minutes ago? Like, did I just time it wrong? Like what happened? And it, it took me a while to realize oh it's not about the dancing he has a relationship with her whether it's a long-standing ah. relationship or whether he had just <laughs> been sitting with her for an hour or you know there's like that's the reason she got tipped it wasn't about her dancing it was about the the relationship between the customer and the dancer and so, so i wasn't doing any of that stuff i wasn't talking to people i wasn't trying to make those relationships ah. wow that makes okay so i was in real estate and i still am but i would do it more in a sales where without was like the, i would you know door knock cold call and I had scripts. Did you have scripts? Like you knew exactly like the type of people, if they came, you were like, okay, these are what the, like the, the questions that I'm going to hit. This is like the looks I'm going to give You this think person. she's going around and be like, hey, Mr. Man, like, what do you mean? Script? Yes, I do. I do think <laughs> I like well, if you're a good salesperson that she knows, like she's reasonable. I had some lines. I had some lines that were standard. I mean, usually I would just go up to, I would always ask people if, unless I for sure knew who they were, I would say, um, have you been here before? Because if you don't say that, and they have been there and they met you before, they'll be really offended. They're like, oh. Indy, you don't remember me? Oh, that's why they always ask. I, I always wonder why they ask. And I'm oh. like, who cares? But I realize yeah, it's trying to be- That happened to me once and I learned my lesson. I was like, okay, this guy's super offended oh. that, you know, three months ago I gave him one lap dance and, and I don't remember him. So oh, just be like, oh, have you God. been here before? And if they say, you know, if they say no, then you can welcome them. Oh, do you know how things work here? Let me tell you the pricing or whatever. And usually it's like, I wouldn't try to, you know, make a hard sell right away for a lap dance, but, you know, kind of want to gauge, like, are they going to spend money or not? And like, if they're kind of on the fence, I would just be jokey about it. I'd be like, you know, like a car salesman, like, what can I do to put you in a lap dance today? You know, <laughs> yeah. APR financing. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, that's yeah. your line, bro. Right. <laughs> wow. Because I, like, I wasn't good at doing that. Like some girls would just sit on your lap and be like, come I love on, when they daddy. Do that. Come on, I daddy. Like let's, let's go. It's going to be so yeah. much fun back there. And that's just not yeah. my, it's so disingenuous when I do that. It's not my personality. Uh, yeah. I like it when they oh, do that. Oh, you like the test driving. I like before, the daddy. I like the lap. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's, that's so you not like me. being called daddy? Not right away. I, I, but you have daddy to, is your preferred. Well, it's kind of like what you said, right? She said, and he said, it's it's a sales job. And so I'm there to buy, but you have to like, as if you're buying a car, right? When you go buy a nice car, people are like, would you like some tea? Like, would you, you know what I'm saying? You, you go to Nordstrom's in New York, not Nordstrom's, but you go to Bloomingdale's in New York. They give you like salmon and shit when you're shopping. Well, can there. you, like, you're right. So I, I like the pro. So if you sit down immediately and say, daddy, let's go get a dance. I'm like, no, that's, that's too. You want to be bowed to. I want to, yeah, I wanna, want you to sell you it wanna, to me, you know? <laughs> I don't know but if you find that annoying, but I like it. There were some that gals way. that like, there was one gal at my club who she was not a good talker at all. So she would just go up, hey, do you want to buy a dance? No. Hey, 
hey, do you want to buy a dance? No. But if you do that enough, if she would walk through the whole club, she was selling dances because oh, there will sure. be somebody who just wants to dance or they're so shy they can't talk or whatever. So it's like, that's a valid strategy. Mm. But yeah. it's like, that's not going to get you the Fumi types, but that'll get you yeah. some other. Who, well, what were the people who were getting the most, who were getting paid the most? What do you feel like was like a trick that they used? I think um, for sure, like long-term relationships. Like there were- Regulars? regular yeah like towards the end if you look at my graph it's like i was really struggling the first couple years and then the last couple years i was making really consistent money and that was just all from my regulars like i was also good at selling the one-offs that are come in but the regulars that's like your steady income Uh, and so so everyone who i saw that was a big earner it was always because they had regulars they have to be a fan of you essentially like you have to turn them into a fan yeah I, i let's talk about that graph because I sort of looked at the average of how much you're making in from 2016 to 2020. Now, 2016 and 2020, you only worked half the year. So I'm just counting this as sort of four years. But it's interesting because obviously, if you look at the average, average what you're making in 2016 was $199.29. Right. And then in 2020, <laughs> it was 565. So you, al- you almost tripled it. Yeah. And I don't think that's inflation. I think that's like your skill. But what I found yeah. fascinating is uh, there were nights you're making like negative sixty dollars. Like, what is what yeah. is that about? How is that possible? <laughs> can you walk us through like what that even means? Absolutely. Yeah, I can tell you exactly how it works in almost all street pubs, I believe, in the states, except for California, um, which I can tell you why that's different in a while. California now, starting in 2019, um, strippers are now W two employees. So that's different than everywhere else in the country. Everywhere else, you're an independent contractor. You can show up whenever you want to show up to work. And the way it works is usually you'll pay a house fee to get in. And so I've paid anywhere from $5 to $150 to get in. It depends on the club. It depends on the time of day. Um, So most clubs will have like different uh, tiers. So at this club that I I work at now in my local city here, uh, if you get there right when they open at 11 a.m., you only have to pay $5. You get there by 1 p.m. You have to pay $20, and then anytime after 1 p.m. You have to pay $35 to get in, and that's assuming that you pay up front. If you can't scrape together $35 to pay your house fee up front, you can still work, but then you have to pay it at the end plus a $10 penalty. Ah! Which you'd, be, you'd be surprised how many dancers take advantage of that. It's like a payday loan type of situation. It's like if you're really that tight that you can't get your $35, but you need to work, then you can do that. You pay $45. But wow. so you pay a money to get in. And so that's why, and some of those, some of those things you see on the chart, like I was working at clubs where I had to pay a hundred dollar or $150 house fee. And then it's like, if I only made $80 and then tip some people out, it's like, you're in the now, red. When are you only making $80? Cause that's like four dances. I mean, I don't know how, is it cause you're only there for an hour or is it just a slow night? Or like, what are the elements that go into you making like negatives it's so just little, like so sad yeah. to put on that dress and do your thing and walk out owing money that's like such a sad feeling there were definitely times when like something would happen and i would get frustrated and i was just like i'm not in the mood and i would just be like let me just cut my losses and just leave so mm. that yeah there's some sometimes when you just wouldn't work put in the hours enough like you know somebody somebody uh bought a dance and then dashed out the door didn't pay you and then you not only did you lose that money but you get mad and then you're just like i'm not going to be having a good attitude to be selling for the rest of the night so there were some of those and then um one of the clubs that i worked in like i just didn't do well there at all (laughs) like i just i wasn't a good fit i wasn't a good look i was the only asian slash only white person there and it just like I was even skinnier than I am now and it just wasn't working for me. So I would pay my hundred dollars to get in there and then maybe make $60 and leave negative 40. Yeah. Um, just to like wrap up this red thing, I did the math and in total in the four years you made 
$292,000. So if you divide it by four, that's $73,000, which is how much I was making as a brand strategist. So that's pretty cool. I think that you were able to like kind of do your thing and make $73,000. Yeah, towards 000. the end, it was, like, it was like, I was on a 100K track or so towards the end. Towards oh, the beginning, yeah. it was like, a, it was not enough to even live on. Yeah, <laughs> Did you sure. uh, enjoy it those five years or were you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you did it because you enjoyed it and you continued, right? Yeah, especially in the beginning, like it was so brand new to me and just so different from anything I had done. It was very challenging, but it was also just kind of fun and uh, interesting environment. And, you know, like I said, uh, you know, if you look at those charts, I was not making enough money in the beginning to justify it. Luckily, I had enough savings that I could stick with it. But mm -hmm. what um, is your favorite thing about it? I mean, I like dancing on stage. Like to me, just... You know, I like dancing anyway, and then to have an audience and then have people cheering for you, throwing money at you. Like, it's a great feeling when somebody makes it rain and it's just like you feel the dollar bills oh. running over your body. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great feeling. Wow. Um, do, do you like what's the deal with um, private rooms? I've never been oh, to yeah. one, but every time I've gone to like New York or something, they'll be like, let's go to the private room. And I'm like, OK, how much? I'm thinking you know 200 300 like no it's 800 dollars, and i'm like what are you going to do that's worth 800 dollars? like what like what what is it what what's the deal with vip room is it a scam or is every you club, like it every club is different um the clubs that i worked at in california and the club that i work at here um the the lap dances are are like usually around 25 dollars. so here it's 25 dollars per song and you go to a room that's like semi-private like it has like cubicles are you probably seen those and it's oh, like I've seen those. each each dance each dancer and the customer is in their own little cubicle you pay 25 dollars per song mm -hmm. if you get the private room i think the main advantage is you don't have to count the songs and just be interrupted every every song. Hey, Fumi, that was the end of our third song. Do you want to do a fourth song? You know, which is what I always do. I don't like to trick people into just... <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Just keep going. Um, so the private room, it's like, okay, you know you're buying 30 minutes or you're buying an hour. You can kind of relax. And um, it's usually a little more private. So instead of being in a cubicle next to other people, you maybe have your own little room um, with just a curtain or something like that. But it's the same thing. I mean, for me, I would just do the same lap dance that I would give in the single lap dance. It's just yeah. in a more private room. Private, um, yeah. You know, so uh, I, I'm sure there are ladies out there who are doing more than that in the private room. Um, shouts. That's not <laughs> so Fumi, Fumi has been obviously like he's a connoisseur of strip clubs. It's mm -hmm. a hobby for him. I went to my first, well, this this is my first I, uh, first lap dance and first Vegas strip club I went to was at the Spearmint Rhino. That's the one where and, I worked, yeah. Oh, amazing. In Vegas, and yeah. I had the time of my life and I really connected with 
the girl who did give me the lap dance and she ended up staying there but i think i got the prize i got basically it was like the side the guy we went with is a poker player and he knows everyone there okay and so mm-hmm. we went into the side of it was almost like you know when you get a table mm-hmm. that's what we did and so you went in probably the back entrance where the dancers go in it's probably where you went in, right? And- yeah, and there, there, yeah. So like, there was a stage. I could see the stage, but we were like in a booth, like in the back. Oh, okay, okay. Right, so right. That table. Yeah, what those is are that? expensive. Is that- oh, so like a bottle so service he, table. Bottle yeah. service. So he like paid. Co- he must have paid for that, yeah, he right? Paid for that. Yeah. yeah. He ordered us a, a, a limo. Like, I don't know how much. He, I wanted to know how much he spent, but I didn't ask him. Like, I wanted to say what? something about that limo because you made it sound like it was crazy, but I think. Is it free? The most free. The most free. I got. Okay, so he ordered. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So I didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the way he set it up, he's like, "We're gonna get," and we were so excited because there's like lights in there. Honey, I didn't. I didn't notice the like the seats were ripped up a bit. So I was like, "Oh, that's that's from guys like me." Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's from guys like me being there forever. This girl came up, and I had no. I didn't know how the money worked. All I know is like my friend went to go get dollar bills. And we were throwing dollar bills, but I had no idea if she was like, I didn't know how the money was working. Yeah. So you if, did you, and you got, a, you got an actual lap dance, right? Like a, a dancer on top of you. Yeah, she was, but I don't For know if that long? was that free. Like, I don't know what the fuck, like, so she said that, that she was like, she didn't ask you to pay up at the end of the dance. Did she just put it no. on the bill of the table? No, no I, the guy I, was paying for her. Oh, the guy the was guy, And for the her. guy just gave us like, he would like, would leave dollar, he would leave stacks of dollar bills on the table. And I guess I was throwing, like I was throwing them and like, I, I, what, I was like, I didn't so how, know. So how much did you spend? At the, you we don't know. know. Oh, you don't know. That's why money. She doesn't care. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know if your friend had told he, you or looked no, at the bill or something. No, he was like, so it, it was almost like he just wanted us to have fun. Like yeah. he did. So I didn't know what I was doing. And all I knew is like, you know, I saw him throw some on her butt. So dollar bills. So that I did the same thing. <laughs> and then, and then, um, we he yeah he he was she was giving me lap dances but i don't know if that was like a free thing or if that no, was there's no free dances bro or other i don't know you ask well, her it, <laughs> she wanted possible, me to grab it's possible her. that if you were throwing enough ones that they were just like happy to be there and just shaking their butt on you mm-hmm. just for the ones but i would guess that probably your friend on the side was like oh hey give her two lap dances two songs and then she would just go over and give it to you and at, the, at that spirit runner in las vegas it's 25 dollars per lap dance if you're doing it there like at the person's bottle service table or just out on the floor if you go to the back in the vip room then it's 140 for 15 minutes and it's like uh 140 for that's 15. crazy that's, that's not bad that's not bad oh, it's not well i don't know i don't want to pay 800 but 140 sounds nice 140 for 15 minutes 100 goes to the dancer and then 40 goes to the club oh wow and then it goes that's up from crazy. there 30 minutes is 250 an hour is uh <gasps> 500 so that, all that money that she's that we were throwing at her there part of it goes to the, the club. them the club no, that's just tips. If you're throwing money, then that's just tips. I'm guessing that your friend on the side was like, here's $50, go give my friend two lap dances. And then, you know, in that case, then there's a club split. But the dollars, it's like nobody can can keep track of that. So that's Because she was giving a lap dance to him in the same time that was... Like, she would get on top of both of us. So you're like, was... how is the math working out if one leg <laughs> right. is on him and one leg is on me? <laughs> Normally, if I was going to give a, a, a right. lap dance to both of you, it would be $25 for both of you. I would make $50 per song if I was yeah. dancing on both of you. But, hot. I mean, 
it's possible that your friend just gave them a bunch of hundreds. It was just like, hey, keep us entertained for the That's next That's what I think happened. Minutes. Yeah. Can yeah. I just say, it's like so funny for you to be like, I had the best time. It's like, yeah, I mean, you're with like a rich guy. Throwing, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I would, anyone would have the best time. I go, best. I go with a budget, bro. I don't even do it the same way. She I go and I get a fucking water for $12. <laughs> well, also, can I just say that um, when I was younger, strip clubs or dances were $20. There's still 20 bucks in some parts of New York, which mm -hmm. I love, not because of the monetary amount, but because it's easy to take out $20 dollars wasn't have that in your pocket. When they do like a 30 or 25, it, how, isn't it awkward? Like, are you just carrying fives? You know what I mean? Like, now or do you, you gotta, just do now like- you gotta you, give her 40 and be like, can I have 15 change? Or can yeah, I have so how does change? that work? Is it, just, is it just what it is? Or like, weird. Yeah, I, I think it's weird to ask for change from <laughs> dancers, I guess. Right. Well, the the way the Spearmint Rhino in Torrance it, uh, works now is that um, you don't even pay the dancer, you pay the cashier. And so then you don't have to worry about that because you can be like, okay, we did two dances. You pay you know, first, $50. like at the bar, and then you go together in the back. Um, you can either pay first or afterwards. Wow. I mean, first is better so you don't get somebody running out on you. But the ones like my club here, it's like, yeah, you just pay cash and, you know, you just... You just work it out. Uh, I usually try to keep a little bit of change, but not too much. So I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't have change. Like maybe no, I can just keep smart. the rest of this as a tip. <laughs> um, oh, do you, yeah. uh, you know, giving, okay, I wanted to know the difference between giving lap dances or experiences with girls versus guys. And do you prefer one or the other? And those types of questions. Money. Yeah. yeah. Word. I mean, usually with the, there were very few um, gals that were interested in gals that I would see at strip clubs. Usually it was because they were with the guy and they're just there to have fun. They wanted to like see the dancing on stage or whatever. There was very few horny gals who were like, I want you to rub on my crotch. Like that was rare. Mm. And I was getting it... turned on like <laughs> hardcore. Was like I was like, what's happening? And she was like creating this fantasy of like me, this guy, I didn't even really know him. He wasn't my necessarily my friend, but it was like this like sexy threesome thing. And she was just like playing into that fantasy. And I was like right. so into it. And I think she just knew. I mean, I think for, for most gal customers, it's that it's like, it's part of like a package deal there with a guy or something yeah. like that, or, or they just want to go that there and like see today's. Is that annoying for you? Cause it's like, oh, no, they're not going to spend money or gals, how does that work? Gals are usually, usually it's like a guy is paying for them. So that's even better. Cause it's like, sometimes I would even have a, a female customer who's like, I don't really want to lap dance. And I'm like, is that your friend? And he's like, oh, it's my friend of a friend. I'm like, just let him pay. We'll go to the back and just sit and talk. And like, I do that so many times. Just, you know, he would give you us $50. Just talk? You yeah. just talk? Yeah, go about to the back, what? just sit. Yeah. And you so like that. Like, you, per you prefer. Because yeah, then okay. I don't have to work. I just get the money. Yeah, she but, talked I mean, like... to me for like t literally like three hours. And I was like, well, she had a lot of ones. Like she already, like her bags were full. So I think she had two big bags of like ones. And then she spent her last two hours of work not working. And she just like talked to me and was like my, literally like my guardian angel. And I was like, is she just, is it, I was like, I don't think she's just working. Yeah. Is she, she getting just, paid for that? Or I like... think she just was, what do you think that was? Either, either your friend had paid her enough that she felt like I don't need, you know, I'm just yeah. going to stick here yeah. and have fun. Or, you know, or she was tired. She already made enough money tonight. She's like, all right, here's somebody cool that I can talk to. You know? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I really loved her. Like I actually. Maybe she was in love with you. <laughs> I like I like felt in love Dude, with you're her. like you're doing the classic like first time stripper thing you're falling in love with the stripper this is so stupid what are you doing right now I like you're finally, me at 19 I finally understand <laughs> T-Pain like I was like I literally I'm at some point the stripper. no I looked into her eyes and I was like I want to be like you <laughs> like I just it just came out I was like she's amazing god damn I really liked her um do you have any 
crazy strip club stories like of guys who couldn't pay or getting kicked out or like anything you've seen in your years of stripping that is worth so sharing? many stories uh you'll have to just stop me but i have so many stories yeah definitely i learned my lesson early when there was a guy who he got two lap dances at that time it was 20 dollars each so he owed me 40. Shouts. he opens his wallet he has like one dollar bill and like a like a home depot coupon or something we we can go to the atm there's an atm right there let's go so i go to the atm with him he's you know put his card in and then he's gonna go put his pin in and i'm like oh i can't like stand right on top of him while he's putting his pin in so i step a few feet back and as soon as i step back he just bounces out the door wow yeah, and it, so in that case what happens do you owe money or like so i went i ran to the bouncer and i was like that guy owes me 40 dollars, and they did like a little half jog to try to get him but you know they don't care <laughs> it was my money that was lost you know wow. so yeah that's so crazy. I did tell the I did tell the manager that the guy didn't pay, so I didn't have to pay my cut of it. So I, you know, it's like for each dance I have to give the club a cut. So at least they let me off on that. I didn't right, have to like right, right, right. come out of pocket to pay for the dances he didn't pay for. But yeah, after that, I always knew that I stand between the ATM and the exit when they're doing their. You're like pin. a basketball wow, player, you know. So you got to like the, the pick and roll, like you got to stand <laughs> in the right. But that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to go into, um, I, I was kind of curious, like, what kind of people pay the most money? Like, do you ever, like, size them up the minute they walk in? Yeah, do you know? And do you know? If they're not you know, regulars. It's funny because, like, a lot of, when I first started dancing, a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, I've heard you're supposed to look at the belt and the shoes because that'll show you who's wealthy. And it's like, first of all, that's that's kind of outdated because these days you can have, like, a tech bro in a hoodie and flip-flops who's way richer than somebody who's just spent all their money on their Gucci belt and, mm -hmm. you know, so, and, but anyway, that's an indicator of wealth, which is not what you're looking for. You're looking for an indicator of spending. So ah. it's like the, the, you know, ah. Warren Buffett could walk in and he might not spend any money, but ah. the construction worker who just got yes. his $600 tax refund today and he wants to spend yes. all 600 today, yes. that's a better prospect. So how do you so usually tell that? I would, yeah. look, I would look for, uh, you know, if they go to the bar, I could see how much did they tip the uh, bartender, you know, something like that. And it's like, oh, wow. this guy bought a drink and then tipped her really well. It's like, he has money. Sometimes you can just like even peek in their wallet, you know? Like one time I saw this guy, he came in, he was paying for his drink and I saw literally half an inch of hundred dollar bills in his wallet. Uh, <laughs> was, wow. To this day, I still don't know, like what's the scenario where you'd have that much cash on you. But then I, I went up to him to start talking to him and he was doing dances all night, just, you know, tipping generously on the dances. It was great. You know, I have no idea who he was or why he had money. Do you have a type like customer? Do you have a type of customer you want to attract? And are certain second question is, who's attracted to you and is there a type it's it's all over the map like i would definitely do better with some of the older people just because i was older so it's like the strip club is filled with you know 21 25 year olds and it's like then they meet somebody who's in their 40s it's like oh you know you have a little more experience you can actually have a conversation with me the kinds that would enjoy the conversation usually usually would be the ones that would spend generously and then tip generously also. So that's, mm. you know, to me, if I could do one VIP and then they tip on top of that, that's better than me like scrapping together one dance at a time from the bachelor party or whatever. Do you have but like yeah, a, was, a number when you go when you're like, I'm going to make 500 tonight and then I'm going to leave? Or is it more just like I leave when I'm tired kind of thing? It's funny. When I first started dancing one night, I was walking out and the bouncer was walking me to my car and he's like, did you make your goal today? And I'm like, like my goal is to make as much money as possible every day. Like what, you know, that didn't make any sense to me. And 
again, it wasn't, I wasn't thinking of it as a sales job yet. It's like, you have to set a goal every week and every day. And that really does keep you on track because there would be some days when, okay, you know, my weekly goal was such and such. And today's the last day of the week. And I need, you know, $420. And it's like, I have 320 and like, I'm just feeling tired. And, but that, that goal will keep you going. You're like, you know what, let me just work another hour, see what happens. Maybe I can make that goal. It really does motivate you. And it also does, you know, to your point, let you say, oh, I already made $800 today. I can relax. Let me just go home early, get some rest. Um, yeah. It really does keep you on do track. You, do you ever feel like, okay, so when I was there and I felt like she was really trying hard sometimes to like connect with us because she knows like obviously she's working us, right? Or like she she's going to earn. But there were times that like she No, I kinda... think she genuinely loved you though. No, I well towards the end for sure. Like she definitely loved me towards the end. She was she asked me for my IG and like was like I want to keep up with you and she gave me all these like amazing life advice. But anyways, um, I was wondering if uh, do you ever feel rejected? Because I kind of felt like if I wasn't paying attention to her, because I didn't know how the money worked. I was like, oh wait, is she just talk-? like at the beginning, right? I was like, oh, do I have to pay her for she's talking to me? And like I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't talk to her for now because then I have to pay her because I didn't know at the beginning right, right. so like d- I was wondering if she ever felt rejected if people weren't paying attention to her and so like if you guys ever feel rejected if like someone doesn't want you know what I mean like doesn't want to da- doesn't want to dance or something or yeah whatever. is there like an like, emotional yeah. component yeah, or do you, is it like just business it's it you definitely feel the rejection a lot I mean mostly for me I feel the rejection on the money it's like especially if I spent some time talking to somebody have a really nice conversation then ask do you want to buy a lap dance and they said no then it's like oh I just I just wasted my time and it's like it's not even like they don't like me it's just like oh they don't want to spend money on me or whatever but you know there's definitely emotional components yeah if you're in a group or something it's it's just like being in a group of you know friends it's like you can feel awkward and like oh the conversation just went that way and I'm not included anymore Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that's totally true how is um has this like affected how you feel about yourself or your value and money after stripping like how how has it yeah empowered you or disempowered you i mean when i was working corporate it's like i would get the direct deposit of my salary and all of my bills were on auto pay i pay for my groceries with credit card like the money it was meaningless like it was just it was going in and out like i didn't even have to know about it it just i always knew that everything was paid for and just swipe my credit card don't even need to look at anything like maybe you know once a month i would just happen to see my bank account and be like oh there's a lot of uh, money in this checking account i should move that over to my brokerage account you know like it just it didn't even i wasn't even thinking about it when you're when you're stripping and it's like all your money is coming in cash it's then it's like when you go to the grocery store and i would pay for everything in cash i would pay my gas in cash pay my groceries in cash everything wow it was it was like to hand over that 20 dollars bill that i just earned mm. to buy like wait how much are those uh you know protein bars like i don't know you know you <laughs> it really it. made me more conscious of mm. money for sure do, do you is that a common stripper thing because my first my first thought goes to like oh you're missing out on so many credit card points you do not want to do you not want to direct deposit that and get some points or is that a tax thing because you don't want to report anything i it was partly a, a tax thing i mean theoretically as long as you're depositing less than ten thousand dollars at a time like the irs isn't going to know about your checking account deposits mm-hmm. but um but yeah i did try to just spend as much cash as possible missing out on the credit card points i guess i mean as you guys see the only credit card i have is a discover card and yeah you're the the only person i know who owns a discover card by the way this is this is huge for us when i was 22 i had no credit and discover was the only one that would give me a chance and so i've been loyal to them ever since yeah um i do want to ask you 
two questions about strip stuff before we strip stuff <laughs> before yes. we move on. Um, one, obviously, like you have these nights where you're making like you know sixteen hundred dollars, thirteen hundred dollars. You know, is there like a memorable moment you remember? Like, what what happened that night? Why are you making so much? It was like a crazy guy. Like, do you have any crazy stories about those nights yeah. that you made? Like the, almost two k. If you look at my chart, I think my top night was sixteen seventy, right? Which, yeah, by the way, yeah. uh, I know that there's, I know dancers that have made way more than that in one night, but also I think most people have a perception that their dancers are making like five thousand, you know, regularly. It's because you see that on TikTok or something, and it's like, no, the majority of dancers are not making anywhere near that. And even if you go to the Spearmint Rhino in Vegas, where it's like, it's it's easier to make a thousand plus in a night, there are plenty of gals that are making a thousand plus in that Spearmint Rhino in Vegas, but there's also like 180 other dancers who barely made their house feedback, you know? So mm, it's like, mm. the perception is definitely skewed. But so that 1670 night, there was a guy that came in, it was a Monday. He came in at like Monday. 5 p.m. And it was really slow. So I, like, I just pounced right on him and I was like, hey, do you want some company? And he was uh, extremely coked up um, and just started talking a mile a minute. He's like, my wife filed for divorce this morning, so if she's going to take half, I might as well spend it. So I was like, yeah, let's let's go. Oh His half so was 1670. That's so sad. That's, 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 that's nothing. Well, he ended up spending a lot more at the club, but that's what I got. But yeah, oh, he, whoa. he just he was just like talking to me all day. Um, at one point, he was like, oh, I should tip you for sitting with me. And he fanned out a bunch of bills. It was like a five, a 10, a 20, and a 50. He was like, if you had to pick a tip, which would you pick? And I was like, is this like some game theory? Oh, like, shit. Like, like, what? I, I'm like, um, I was like, I'd be happy with whatever tip you want to give me. He's like, no, but if you had to pick one, which one? So I was like, the 50? He's like, okay. He gave me the 50. And then he was just like throwing 50s at me on stage, like just kept tipping me while he talked. He was like telling me all this crazy stuff. Oh, I own this music studio. I own this race car team. And I was like, this guy's just full of shit, whatever. But um, he ended up tipping me about 2000 and then <gasps> I tipped out. So that's why I walked oh away with 1670. But, and he spent more also like on other ladies as well. So he spent a yeah. ton at that club. And then when I got home, I Googled him. Cause I was like, he told me his name. I was like, it's this guy for real. Like, you know, all these things he told me. The first thing that came up was an article that had his name, his picture. So I knew it was him. And the headline was like, area man walks into Walmart, spends $30,000 paying off everyone's layaway. And I was like, that's, that was him. <laughs> he was oh, just so Yeah, he's going through spender. some shit. Yeah. Wait, that's a fun person. Did that like? I know that... he was fun. Have you become friends with any of your clients? Um, a couple, like you know, friends in that, like maybe we still text message or something like that, but not you know, hanging out in person. Mm -hmm. Have you ever yeah. wanted to date any of those clients? No, that maybe like once or twice it would be a guy who I'm like, oh, he's kind of cute, and maybe oh. we get the number, and then like the next morning when I would get back and like try to remember, re-remember the night without the money. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. shit. We remember the night we had to get that tattooed somewhere. Wait, has it affected, <laughs> has stripping affected your, how you date? Like what you're into, what you're not into? And like, vice versa. Are, like, you, are guys yeah. okay with you doing it? You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. First couple of years, I didn't date at all. I just, I, it, it really affected the way I looked at men. Like I would just walk into Target and just, I was like a, you know, like a RoboCop, like every, I was like scanning, like oh, this guy's spending this guy, you know what I mean? Like I just, my whole life, I felt like I was in that mode. So it was, it was weird for me, wow. but then I, I did start dating and I dated a guy for like, maybe like five or six dates. And then he broke up with me saying that, uh, he's like, I just can't see myself being serious with a stripper. I was like, okay. 
Mm-hmm. So after that, it's like I used to try to be pretty upfront with people and just like kind of suss out like, are they cool with this or not? You know, and there there are definitely guys out there who are very cool with it. And you know, like I do OnlyFans now, same thing. It's like I tell them, oh, I'm an online creator, and then like by the first day, I have to tell them, yeah, this is what I do, OnlyFans. How are you doing financially on OnlyFans? OnlyFans, I mean, stripping, I was making like half of what I made corporate. OnlyFans, I'm making less than what I made stripping. Um, but I like it in that I don't have to leave the house. So I could just stay at home and yeah. do everything online. Thank you for giving and us a free membership, like by the more... way. What's that? Thank you for giving us a free membership, by the way. Oh, yeah. You guys have a free trial. You can, you can come play <laughs> my games and I've everything. Tra- I was all trying to like sign into it. I wanted to check it out before. Um, <laughs> and it said like, access has already been accepted or some shit and i was like oh fumi got to it yeah i got to i got to it first you know what i'm saying i I was so yeah full disclosure (laughs) everyone we're gonna move on to the unofficial audit we looked at credit card statements um we've had some cool stuff uh first of all just for context what kind of credit card is this do you have multiple ones is your business one what's going on here I have a Discover card that, like I said, I've been with them since I was 22 years old. And wow. uh, I get the, you know, cashback bonus, uh, which just sits in a pile there. Like I have like 2000 cashback bonus there. Um, I just, I don't, I don't base things on points. I know, I know everybody's talking about points these days, but to me, I feel like it's the same reason I don't shop on like Amazon Prime Day. Cause I'm like, I'm just going to end up buying stuff I don't need. And that's mm. what I feel like with the points is like, it might incentivize you to do stuff that you don't actually want, want to do. So, right, right, right. So I just use it as a charge card. I pay it off every month. It's a charge card for me. And then I have my, you know, Bank of America, just like a debit card, which I don't use for purchases. Yeah, just, yeah. Just in I case mean, I need it. First thing we notice is that like, I mean, you make a living just doing OnlyFans and in a month, I mean, you made like over $10,000. That's pretty good. You know, that's like $120,000 a year almost if you're consistent with it. So uh, I'm like averaging 5000 a month on OnlyFans right now. Oh, really? You might have been looking at two months, maybe. Oh, maybe two months. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I've, had, I've had good months where I'm like 8000 but yeah, that's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not on the kitty, uh, kitty Lixo level of making 80 grand a month. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, you know, you have to do a lot. You gotta, you yeah. Know, she's, <laughs> She's sold her salt. Sold she's making. What is it? She had to do something where, like, she had to uh, cook a hot pot. Oh while... yeah. Well, she takes these like racist requests. So if you want yeah. to take a racist request, I think you can make a lot of money. There's a lot of return. No, but she said it was like the worst thing she's done. Yeah, which is, like, like you have to cook a, a hot pot and like talk with a Chinese accent yeah, or something. Like was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, like, for... like I post on Reddit, and there's a lot of Asian subreddits. Like, there's one like Asians Gone Wild 30 plus that I like. It's like really friendly people who. Yeah, and then that. there are some that it's like, uh, you know, white cocks breed Asian chicks or something. And I'm like, I'm not gonna post on them. You know, like. Oh my god. Oh wow. <laughs> um well we're looking at your spending by category and obviously like by the way, your rent is like sixteen hundred in Arizona. Mm-hmm. You live in a castle, like that's so much money in Arizona, right? That's I, that's a I lot. spend I spend way more on rent than I would need to. I just I really want to live in a nice complex with the gym and all that kind of stuff. Okay. But yeah, that's definitely uh high for my area. Because sure. I, I pay that in LA. I pay like sixteen hundred or whatever the hell. So that's crazy. When I lived in LA, I was paying like almost three thousand. So I just I always like to live in a nice place. That's that's my I'm I'm pretty frugal in a lot of areas, but rent is one that I'm not. <laughs> um do you have an electric vehicle? Yeah, I bought a um a plug-in hybrid. Okay, because so I saw gasoline charges and EV charges, so I was right. like, "What is going on here?" But you have a, you have a Prius Prime or something? Uh, it's a BMW 330. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck no, up. No, I didn't know me. BMWs made hi- um, plug-in hybrids. I didn't know that. 
Neither there did I. Go. I bought it kind of in a rush because I had a Mercedes and uh, they stole rush. they stole all four wheels off my Mercedes. <gasps> and so the, the insurance company totaled it. And so then they just like took my car away and I was like, I need to get a car like ASAP. <laughs> just... Wow. So they give you like a chunk to like pop. Yeah, they gave me a check because I was like, let me just go buy this. That's kind of cool. Do you like that car? I need a new car this month. So yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Okay. We'll see. BMWs, right. are to, BMWs are supposed to be like notoriously bad for like maintenance and like you have to pay a zillion dollars if something breaks. So, you know, knock on wood that nothing goes wrong. Um, We saw that you paid the IRS $2,500. Why are you paying taxes in August, my guy? Oh, I pay, I prepay quarterly because if, you, oh, don't, if okay. you don't pay till the end of the year, then you get penalties for yes. um, being late. Yeah. Do you got to do that because they have an S-Corp. You have to do that now. Whoa, you know shit, that. really? Yeah. I just signed up for one, so I'm about to nice. be on the list. Yeah, just put a mark like I just put a marker in my calendar so it's like every quarter I'll just pay. And like I don't I don't calculate it real I just kinda back of the envelope math it and just give them what I think will be more than enough. Um we just in general, we thought you're a pretty conservative spender. You don't do anything too crazy. And you I, I don't know if this is true or not, if you have other credit cards, but you only ate out once. Yeah. At yep, a place called I don't, Lucky, I don't Lucky, eat out. Lucky Goose. <laughs> no. um, and you spent $47 there, but that was the only time you ate out in the entire month of June. And you spent. Yeah, yeah but look at how much I spend on groceries. I always eat at home. I always cook my home. Yeah, Food Sprouts. Sprouts is your favorite than Trader Joe's. I, Sprouts is like a Erewhon type. Is that what it is? Sprouts is like a. It's like a healthier. I think it's more expensive than Trader Joe's. And it's a little bit more like. Um, a bit frou frou, a bit. Yeah, like it's, it could, it's in between Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. Yeah. No, what's, yes, what's exactly. going on with that? Why are you always eating at home and cooking at home? Is this a health thing or like, what's going a on? A health thing, a germaphobe thing, and a cheap thing. Like I just, to me, Wait, like the wow. money. Hold on a second. Did you say germaphobe? Yeah. That's fascinating because I feel like stripping your like around yeah, a lot so of many germs. germs heavy breathing guys yeah or is this oh, a yeah. new thing or is this a new thing for you the germaphobe oh no I, i've always been a germaphobe it's more for me germaphobe is more about food like it's oh. definitely very dirty <gasps> very dirty when you're in the strip club but i was washing my hands constantly and then when i'd get home i would shower every time for sure so you know that's that's okay. one part of germs but then putting actual food in my mouth that's a different germaphobe level oh mm -hmm, interesting mm -hmm. okay i mean you do spend a, a, a lot of money on like health and like look stuff i mean you go to Brick Fitness, the 320, and then you spent 270 at a dentist. Uh, was that a procedure? No, that was just a regular checkup. I don't have dental insurance, so. You oh, see, these are things you got to think about if you're an independent contractor, right. I guess. Yeah. No, what, no is, what is your, like, financial, well, like, do you have a financial goal? Like, a, a goal of yours? Like, you want to buy something soon? Like, something big? Yeah, like, at this what is point, your, yeah. Yeah, what is no. your... No, I, I I live like a pretty zen life. Like as long as I have a nice apartment and I can oh. afford to shop at Trader Joe's and Sprouts, yeah. like I'm good. I'm not like trying to buy a Sea-Doo or whatever. I don't know what people try to save up for. I don't I don't aspire to own a house at all. I I will rent for the rest of my life. I'm pretty sure. And I think I just want to retire. You know, early-ish. Like I I feel like I'm semi-retired now. It's like I don't have to work that much uh, to do my OnlyFans at home. You know, oh my God, I love um, that. I love that you're living a lifestyle where you feel retired because you like it. You like what you're doing, right. and you're doing it on your own pace. Like right. you're your yeah. own boss. She feels retired. Like now, that's cr that's. Are you, are you saying that because you're obviously you're doing something with the money you made in your tech days, right? Like you're. I, I'm it's, still investing it's, or what, what do you it's is all that, growing there? in my brokerage account uh, <laughs> right 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 like so that's so, my that's my nest egg for retirement yeah. right so when you're good to go you'll just cash that and you'll just live off that till you die yeah. i guess that's what yeah. retirement is yeah 
That's yeah. incredible. I mean, yeah. I, I think like the same way for me, like when you have a strong foundation, like Steffi did this too, but we had a real job for a while. So it is nice to have that like safety net almost, you know, yeah. you have something you can draw from, mm-hmm. which I think helps you in your other endeavors because you don't feel like you, just because you make negative $60 doesn't mean you're going to fucking die, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's that's how I was able to stick with stripping and with OnlyFans for as long. Because in the beginning of OnlyFans, I was not making enough. I was making like 1200 1500 a month. That's not enough to live off of with stripping, same thing. But it's like, because I have that cushion, and I'm like, mm-hmm. let me stick with this for six months and like see if I can actually make this into something. And then in both cases, like I was able to learn how to do the job. But if you if you're you know check to check, you're not going to be able to stick with it. You're going to have to take something else that pays. Do you have any words of wisdom? Because we have a lot of people, I think, listeners in our to Cash Cuties who want to know a lot about how they were able to like leave their industry or their like stress job or whatever job that they don't want to be a part of but that they've had forever and they're scared to leave to do their favorite or the thing that they wanted to do do you have any tips or something on that or i mean definitely it's you know it's a privileged place to come from but if you have money saved up that's that's the key right because then it's like you can when i quit my job i didn't have any plan of like okay what if this works or it doesn't work whatever it's just like i knew that i had enough money that i could just live for a couple of years if needed without even having to work. So, you know, I know not everybody is able to do that, but like you should definitely save up whatever you can. If you're working mm-hmm. your stress job right now, it's like, and you're driving a BMW, it's like, why? maybe you can downgrade your car so that you can be <laughs> banking more of that money so that you can save up, so you can have that cushion. I love a good car, though, man. I can't. I get. <laughs> I just get off on d- driving like fast, and then like something. But sexy. yeah, if, it, if that's what you value, you sacrifice from other places. So I think that's okay. I also, to that point, I met someone. I did a corporate gig for a fucking right when I got back from Montreal from a comedy festival. I did a corporate gig at a real estate. It was called Subtle Real Estate Asians or something in OC. Oh. It's like Asians young, or agents. Asian, Asian, Asian. Asian, I don't know why I'm putting on my eyes. Uh, Asians and they like uh, own home. It's like a Reddit group or something, and they they talk about real estate. Oh, subtle. So oh, okay, okay. And okay. there was an Asian woman there who was completely bald, and I was like, "What's your story?" And she says, "I used to work at Apple. I used to work at Apple as a product manager. It was so stressful. I lost all my hair, <gasps> and that's when I quit. And I took my money, and I I became like a guy or person who um flips homes. <gasps> and so now she's really happy doing that. But you know, to your point about like, when do you know? I think we were all lucky to be able to do it in a place where we were like relatively healthy, but some people fucking go until their hair is, and this is a woman, dude. I felt so fucking bad. I mean, she was like, she looked good. Like, you know, she looked happy and she was doing her thing, but like gone, bro. Fucking all of it gone. So like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, some people can't continue to lie to themselves until Mm -hmm. their body is physically like, I am dying. I mean, there are some people like if you have a kid or something or you have a, a parent that you have to take care of, like that's a different story. It's like sometimes you just have to suck it up and do what you need mm-hmm. to do. But like if you're just doing it for yourself, like you have to ask yourself, like, is it worth losing my hair so that I can, you know, drive this whatever car? I always thought like strippers were like lavishly spending. Maybe you're an anomaly, I but you truly are an anomaly. Gosh, you're a zen di- stripper. You're like you yeah. live like a Buddhist monk. Everything you're buying <laughs> is like gym, dentist. <laughs> EV charge for your BMW. You're 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 uh, a Zen monk with like a BMW, and I I love that. You know, um, I, I love live that very as a brand. frugally. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, 
you know, I, I maybe that's why you're uh, such a good stripper because you're so like zen about it. You know what I'm saying? You sort of neutralize people, and we yeah. love that. I might we start. I might start going regularly. Like I said, I did the two shifts at my local club here. Like maybe I'll start doing that like once or twice a month or something, just to like get it. Like those two shifts, I got 400 something and 300 something, which I think uh, one that's of them amazing. was like I got lucky, and the other yeah. one was probably like average. So it's like I'm not gonna you're... be making the 500 whatever that I was in LA, but yeah. right, right, right. You're just um, so responsible. And I think that I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that you started later too, and yeah. you already did everything else that you wanted. So you're like doing this thing that it's like just fun for you too. Right. Yeah. So that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Cause you're very, resp- I mean, and you're really responsible and you, we all, I, I guess we're all very financially responsible because we kind of like did it later. Yeah. Or kind like, of. I mean, I started 24, but I didn't like jump, jump until no, 29. Yeah. So yeah. I think when you go later in life, you just have these remnants of like what it's like to have a real job and responsibility. So you do things with more intention and more efficiency. So yeah, I think there is like a lot of pros that come with that. Like I think a lot of people are like very anxious or like insecure about starting something in their thirties, but I actually think it's kind of like riding a bike when you're 15, you can just do it after two tries. You know what I'm saying? Whereas a six year old might take like a month to learn how to do it. Yeah. You know, for me, I feel like a lot of people think when they see me and they don't know me, they're all my, they think that I'm just chaotic or yeah. that like I would be irresponsible or right, like right, the right. type of work I do, there's no way like I'm making a living or like, so it's interesting that, you know, when they get to know me that I am very responsible yeah, and yeah, I'm almost yeah, like yeah. more responsible than, you know, them. And like, they have like, you know, regular jobs or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think for you too, as I, you know, I'm just saying, I think when I think of stripper, I think they live in the fast lane. Mm-hmm, they're kind mm-hmm. of, you know, like, so that, I think when I hear this juxtaposition, actually, you know what? When I talk to OnlyFans and like strippers, they do, they actually do have all their shit together, but it's just this illusion of it's what illusion. I've seen on TV growing up of what yeah. a stripper well, is. Here's the thing is when you talk to a stripper and OnlyFans creator, you know, who's successful, like me or like Kitty Lixo, who you talked to on mm-hmm. the earlier episode, yeah, we do have our stuff together because there's very few percentage of people are actually successful mm. on OnlyFans or in stripping. <gasps> like uh, and strippers, like I said, at the Spearmint uh, Rhino in Las Vegas, there's 200 dancers there that night. There's like 50 of them that are making great money. And then mm. the other 150 are not even breaking even probably, you know? Wow. So it's like the, the ones you're talking yeah. to are like the ones who do have a spreadsheet to, you know, keep track of stuff. Whatever, <laughs> the Excel know? strippers. The Excel strippers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I do that. When I go to the class, I always ask if they know how to use pivot tables. And if they say yes, I will buy a dance. And that's sort of how that works. So... <laughs> Yeah, we love that. But uh, okay. anyways, thank you so much for talking to us on this on this podcast. This is so enlightening. Thank you for I'm so me. glad we got to meet you. Um, yeah. Is there anything you want to plug that our listeners know? If you go to nerdydancing.com, you'll see all my stuff, my OnlyFans link, all my socials. You know that haven't gotten banned yet. And yeah, nerdydancing.com. Hey, check out our OnlyFans. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah. Please follow us. <laughs> um, oh yeah, shout out to our sound engineer Domagoy uh, and our video editor Matthias Robles and our new analyst Holly Sandler. Yay, thank she you, helped Holly. us do the analyst uh, analysis portion of this of this show, so nice. it's been very very helpful. Um, please follow us on all socials at Cash Cuties Pod. You can also follow me at the Fumi Abis. That's T H E F U M I A B E. And then follow me on my Instagram Baked Goods B A I K E D G U D S. And you could go onto my website stuffybake.com. And we want to hear from you guys uh, and about your spending habits. So please email us at cashcutiespodcast at gmail.com and tell us like what financial topics you want us to talk about. Mm -hmm. Like we love hearing from Mm -hmm. you guys. Uh, Send us a voice memo if you can. If not, just obviously type it up and 
That's about it. That's about it. Uh, Cuties, we love you. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. And until then, spend your money wisely. Or have fun. Bye. Bye. Bye.